Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to Talking Transfers from the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined today by 90 Min's transfer correspondent, Graham Bailey. And 90 Min's transfer correspondent, Graham Bailey, only is the two of us today, Graham. The transfer window has closed. And, well, not everywhere, but in England and across Europe, the window has closed. So uh, is it is there some downtime that we're getting now or is it still... It's not as busy as it ever is, is it? But still things going on, rumblings. Yeah, I quite like this time because it gives you a chance to really chase up, do have a have a, a long dive into stuff, you know, really chase things up, pull a thread to where during especially in August, you don't have time to be chasing stuff for a day and stuff because things have moved on. It really is. Um it's a different situation. But no, it's still busy. Um stuff for January already beginning. Here in the club's already lining stuff up for then. So it's never ending, which is good. No, but get a chance to catch up with a few contacts who maybe have um fallen by the wayside last few weeks of August. So yeah, no, it's um I like it. I enjoy it. It's a different it's but it's just different, which is good. It's all transfer, but slightly different, which I enjoy. There's a couple of major stories we'll talk about today mm. uh, around Mohammed Salah's immediate future, as we alluded to last week. Uh there might be another bid coming, um, which will potentially break a world record. Uh world record transfer fee that is still held by Neymar after he moved to PSG from Barcelona. He's since moved on, obviously, this summer as well. And also, uh, top of the show, we'll talk Jaden Sancho because uh, Man United not only lost at the weekend, but they have now have... They're never too far away from a crisis, are they, this this club? No, they're not. Um, self-inflicted, once again. But yeah, when you have... Um... As I said, I wasn't having a great night, but I, I, as you know, Scott, I thought they had a poor window throughout. I really did. And Amrabat might just save them. You know, if we haven't done grades and stuff, if we were handing out grades, I'd have given United a D. Amrabat may have taken them to a B minus, maybe. Depends how he performs as well. A lot, it's hard giving out grades, but on the base of it, I would have given United a poor one. But, you know, if Harland scores 10 goals between now and Christmas, hey, suddenly. What did that... you think of him in, the, in his 25 minute run? I thought it was okay. Uh, <laughs> a million pounds worth? Probably not, but who does? Um, I think he'll... It, it's up to Ten Hag to get the best out of him. I think he is capable. Um, he's got a high ceiling. We know that. It's, it's. I feel sorry for the player because so much is going to be expected of him where he should have been one of two, Scott, as we know. He should have been the younger one learning off an experienced campaigner. But who's he learning off? Anthony Marshall. <laughs> you know, he's there well, to don't... replace him. I think you could see Anthony yeah. Martial. Anthony Martial might as well not have been on the pitch on on Sunday. Uh, and I think the the fact that Hoyland even moved with any sort of purpose was just a, a massive uplift for the people who were watching it. Because um, we haven't we haven't seen that for a number of years, really. Uh, a player who can move like that obviously didn't contribute to the win might have if that goal wasn't uh if Garnacho had timed his run by about a millisecond better than he did uh but 
We're, yeah, we'll talk about Jaden Sancho at the top of the show. We'll also talk about who could leave United. Eric Bailly is left on Tuesday slash Monday night. Finally, uh, gone to Besik- Besiktas, Graham, is it? Yeah, Turkish League coming to your rescue. So they're a bit like the news. Mm. Uh, no, Pro League for United. Very happy to see them, aren't you? Um, taking a few. And yeah, may not be the only one, but yeah, Bailly went. Um, he did the deal over here in England um, to be registered for Europe. Strange ones because they're still in for a few others, including Nicholas Pepe, who they haven't quite done yet. But um, I think Bayou was probably slightly easier than some of the others. Um, let him out, get him signed in time. I think getting obviously they wanted him registered for Europe, which um, you can do last stages. But hey, um, yeah, he'll be a fond farewell for me, Scott, no doubt. Yeah, he was one of my favourite players to watch. Just just because he was box office entertainment for me. You never really knew what he was going to do. You probably don't want he wasn't that an absolute out of your centre-back. It wasn't an absolute disaster, was he? For his first few years, the injuries caught up with him, obviously, and that kind of derailed his career. But again, United gave him a new contract midway through his stay, I think, and then he didn't really... Kind of the case with Phil Jones, who's just left, actually. Gave him a contract, and then he barely ever really played again after that contract was signed. But, um, yep, United have finally got rid of Eric Bailly. Will they get rid of Anthony Martial, Donny van der Beek, and we will talk about, will they get rid of Jaden Sancho on the show as well? Will Al-Itihad sign Mohamed Salah before the deadline in Saudi Arabia on Thursday, the 7th of September? That is two days away as we speak. Spurs have sold some players to Turkey. Tangay and Dombele, Davison Sanchez both gone to Galatasaray. We'll talk Hugo Lloris as well. We'll talk, as Graham has mentioned, Nicolas Pepe. And uh, a couple of notes on some PSG former players or current players. Sergio Ramos, who's joined Sevilla. And Marco Verratti will end the show with as well. Probably not as long a show as we're giving you usually, just because the window is closed and things are dying down. But please subscribe to the show anyway on all your major podcast platforms and follow us on social media as well at double underscore Scott Saunders and at Graham Bailey, nightymin.com for all the latest from us, nightymin.com forward slash talking transfers or all the latest transfer news and nightymin underscore football on social media for nightymin itself. So let's talk about... Jaden Sancho, because uh, Graham, we, we put a story together yesterday, as in Monday, outlining United's position on Jaden Sancho. But just for the benefit, I'm sure most people have seen this by now. Sancho was left out of the traveling squad to play Arsenal. Eric Ten Hag was left, well, uh, answered a question in a press conference about why he hadn't traveled, and he effectively said, uh, the training performance has not been has not met the standard. And Jaden Sancho posted a public response uh, labeling him, him or saying that he's been made a scapegoat and that his training performances, in his opinion, had been good throughout the week. Right, we'll talk about what could happen to Sancho in a second, Graham, uh, in terms of will he be sold? Will he be fined? Will he be disciplined? But your reaction to the situation on the whole? It was a bit surprising because I think he's actually been okay under Ten Hag in terms of their relationship. I hadn't heard much in the background. Obviously, we, we've we heard about the interest um, previously in January, mainly from Dortmund wanting to take him and, and United were happy to keep him. Clearly, this summer, um, things haven't gone well. I, I think Sancho's badly advised, real poor on his part, you know, just dig in, 
Do you think he will have even been advised on that? Or do, it, to me, it seemed a little bit like I've got my phone here. I'm emotional and I've not really thought about this. And I'm just going to post it. Quite possibly. Yeah, quite possibly. And, and actually, that's better for him if it is that way. If he has been advised to do it, then yeah, that's not that's not the way. So yeah, quite possibly, Scott, because it, it, it's not good. And it, it it doesn't come over well in him, you know, in terms of his national future as well. You know, you just got to dig in. You got to come back to it. You know, you got to really work hard. And and you know, he's not near the first team at the moment. But there's only Anthony in front of him, really. You know, if Sancho comes back flying, he's not a million miles away from the team. He's not. He's not. He hasn't got three or four in front of him. And Anthony isn't. Anthony's working really hard. He's not pulling up trees. As we know, Scott, he's not. He's not really living up to his price tag. Pair of them out living up to a price tags, but Sancho just needs to get his head on. And you know, a, a, an on form flying Jaden Sancho would be in the England squad for the Euros, but he's a million miles away from that at the moment. Um, he needs to think about that. With that being said, will he look Will he look for a move elsewhere? No, it's our understanding, Scott, isn't it, that he's not He's not going to get this move. I, and I don't really think he's pushing for it to be honest. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think well, he also gonna... said in his statement he, he, he wants to tr- work hard for he wants to yeah. succeed at the club as well. He did he did end the yeah. statement on that. I, I think they'll have talks this week. I would I would foresee it being clear the air talks, how it will be described by the club. That's going to come in the next 48 hours, we're told. We're expecting that. Um I think they'll 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 clear the air. And that's, sometimes that's what it needs. He might kick on from here, Scott. It might be a really good thing for him. Um, you know, obviously he's seen he's seen missing Greenwood depart. I think he was a friends with him, but Rashford stayed committed. So yeah, he's got he's got friends at the club. I don't think he's on on his own on the island by any stretch of imagination. So you know, it's frustrating. There's a there's a fantastic player in there as well, and he's still young. I I think you know. I, I must admit, I still prefer Jaden and Jaden Sancho to Anthony. I think it's both of them on top. Well, top I think form. that's that's a fair argument to make, and um, yeah. uh, Jaden Sancho is completely entitled to feel like that. Mm. Um, if he does feel like that, I think uh, the, I think the issue is really the the way that he responded to it. Let me just ask you and your opinion: Should Ten Hag have said anything? Yeah, that is. He didn't have to say it like that, but I guess if this has been brewing for weeks and weeks. You know, Scott, if he's been telling Sancho, saying, look, step it up, step it up. And if he's had Steve McLaren or Benny McCarthy on at him saying, look, come on, step up, step up. And if he hasn't done it, this might have been the straw that broke the camel's black back. We don't know that. Um, I, I think that is probably where it's coming from, Scott. I don't think it's been overnight. It's been coming for the whole season. And, and Ten Hag has just told it as it is. And that's what the fans, as you as fans, want to hear that. And I quite, in some ways, you could. It might be a positive all this, as I said, Scott. To see Sancho reacting like this, well, yeah, it's good. He is reacting. He's passionate. He wants to play. That's good. Ten Hag's lid put his cards on the table and seen it. I, I think we're, we're quick. We're quick to jump on these things. It's all negatives, and I don't. We looked as he stopped following United on Instagram yet. He hasn't quite got to that point yet. Um, I think this could be a real positive for Jane Sancho and Ten Hag. I think they wipe the slate clean. You know, he hasn't brought in the kudoses of this world, so he hasn't brought over replacements. And I said he's not a million miles from his first team. If he's on his game, he's gonna play. And so I think he just needs to get his head down to January. And because I, I do think there's places in the England squad available. And we know Sancho's a player Gareth Southgate likes. So he's got everything to fight for here, Scott. And I think he will. And I think it'll be a positive for United. I think um and, and Sancho needs to take it as that. But in the next few weeks will be key. Yeah, I think Sancho is uh, 
made it known in in his opinion he feels like he's trained well i think that's that's what he said but the person's decision or the the person who makes that decision is not Jaden Sancho is Eric Ten Hag and if he feels like he's not training well enough to put himself in the team and in the squad in his opinion in what his ideals are for the team then the only person that really matters in that situation the the opinion that matters is the manager's opinion so anyway uh Sancho we talked there we have uh put a report out uh, Graham about Jaden Sancho you mentioned Borussia Dortmund's interest in as far back as January. Uh, is it fair to say that United, given their, they had to sign Sofia and Amrabat on loan uh, in the final days of the window, is it fair to say that had United received solid interest from a club who could take the huge wage that Sancho is on in addition to a transfer fee, they might have considered selling him? Yeah, but I think that's pretty much I think there's only... So many unsellable assets at Old Trafford from maybe a Bruno, Casemiro, Rashford. I think there's only four or five who if they get a good offer for. But that's just, to be fair to most clubs around the world, that's the case, isn't it, Scott? Where if you get a good, a good, everyone's got a value. As we're seeing, we'll talk about more salary in a minute. Every player has his value at every club. We've seen that. Um, Sancho is one who Ten Hag likes, but you know we've seen the interest from Dortmund in. In January, he's on a lot of money. They paid a lot of money for him. So he's not pushing for it. We know the Tur- there's a number of Turkish clubs we've inquired. Why wouldn't you? You ask this question. Can we get him on this to a bit? Would get in the way of this. Don't get me. I think if Sancho, in the, if in, in their meetings, we're perceiving it'll clear the air. If he says, look, I want out, don't rule out a Saudi and Turkish move this week. But that's all on Sancho. I don't think United are pushing him out the door. But if he demands it this week in these meetings, hey, it could happen. Scott, you know, <laughs> we don't know their personal relationship. I don't think it will, but it could. Then, yeah, it's a possibility. But no, I, I think he'll, him and his advisor will be telling him, look, wait till January. If it's still the situation, there's going to be a lot more options available in January. Possibly back to Dortmund could be one of them because we know Dortmund love him. He loved it at Dortmund. Uh, but yeah. Obviously, the whole page from United's point of view that he'll be back in the team by that point. Uh, so we mentioned as well, Eric Bailly has left the club. Uh, Anthony Martial, somehow it looks like he's <laughs> even fallen a level from where he was last season in the early weeks of the season. Yeah, I think you're disappointed. That's right. You, you, you when, when all this Saudi Arabia stuff was kicking off, you had that you had you were printing out Marshall's ticket for him, weren't you, to Saudi? Um, what what a what a huge flop he's been, hasn't he? Really, from the moment he signed. But interestingly, yeah, he what... had a good first few years. He really did. He looked like he could become. I'm not saying as good as United had hoped he'd become, but at least mm. he he had a bit of speed and trickery about him. There's a bit uh, of overpayment but... at the time, wasn't there? Which I think again shows when you overpay pay for a player, which I think they did at the time. Plows so much pressure. We're talking about Highland as well, where he's a good player. We know you he's can not even worth... look at Moises Caicedo start at Chelsea, Graham. Yeah, like... it it puts it does it intensifies the pressure, doesn't it? It's a magnifying glass on every performance. It does pile the pressure on. And Marshall, the thing with Marshall is that he's out of contracts. I believe in twenty twenty four. I think it's next year. Yeah, well, I think we're United not... have an option on his deal. <laughs> but yes, are they now, really now... going to take that? <laughs> At this point, Scott, can you rule them out taking that? This is Manchester United we're talking about. The way they've dealt with the likes of Maguire, De Gea recently, 
everything, and it's the same people in charge. God knows what they're going to do. We don't we don't see them taking up the option, but if they get wind of in December that he's signing a pre-contract with someone, and they go, "Oh no, you're not. We're going to keep you for an extra year." I wouldn't with this current magnetic hierarchy. Which uh, hey, will it be the current hierarchy in December, Scott? We don't know. That's a big thing as well. They will be here um, for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, he's. I think Marshall is happy to wait till January where you can look at his options. Um, and the Saudi things. Oh, why move to Saudi now where you can do it in January or indeed in next summer? Um, potential free transfer. Twenty, it'd be twenty-eight by that point. It'd be the perfect Saudi sign next summer, won't he? Not that he probably isn't now. He probably is now as well. Uh, so. Make it unlikely for him to leave now, but obviously, we as we just alluded, you'd be left too short. You'd be left. Yeah, I know he doesn't contribute too much, but you'd be left very short. I mean, he is still a a body there to sit on the bench when he isn't injured. He literally started. He started for Anderson, didn't he? So, yeah, when Sancho's not there as well. Yeah, um, but Martial likely to stay for now. This is based on this is an opinion, but I would be absolutely flabbergasted if United extended the deal with the terms that he's on because it's proven over the they've last you, few... They've took your breath away before, Scott. Well, they have, yeah. So, can't rule anything <laughs> in a, out. In a bad, but... Not in a good way, but yeah. You haven't done it in a good way for quite a while, but yeah. No. Um, what about Donny, Graham? It's a strange one. Um, I think he's... You know, we know Ten Hag likes him. He's worked there. I think he's one who can get game time I, I, my belief my understanding is he's a bit frustrated that so should had moved didn't come off which is yeah again united like we're the trade some of these players and yeah i know these players signed the contracts but if you're making them available like the maguires and etc like you got you got there's got to be a bit of give and take i get it from united's point of view if they don't want to be a walkover and, and no one you can't just come to us and demand a free transfer but there's a chance he goes to Turkey. There is interest there, Scott. He doesn't. He, I thought Saudi's not in in his wheelhouse. I was surprised that that Ajax didn't come for him to be honest. Especially with David Klassen moving on the last day, yeah, Scott. I thought, yeah. ooh, does that free up Van der Beek? Um, I I could see Van der Beek to to Ajax in January personally. I think when they get a bit further. So. I, I'm yeah, I'm surprised he didn't go to Ajax. Even PSV and Feyenoord, you know, with their Champions League experience, he would have fitted there. So, um, do I see him in Turkey? Possibly, but I don't think he's one who, if he was in the squad and stayed, I don't think Ten Hag would be too disappointed because he clearly likes him. He's he's not a bad figure in the squad. Is he? he's not a bad he's not a bad egg as we say. So I don't think it's an absolute disaster for Donny Van Beek. Yeah, Ten Hag has said uh, even. When I think it was after the Tottenham game that he was looking at a move elsewhere. I know Van der Beek said publicly in preseason as well he was looking at options and he might leave. It's not happened yet, um, but one player who has left is Mason Greenwood. We've seen they're making a big deal of it. Um, Hitafe are putting uh, videos and photos on social media of his introduction there. Um, yeah, I mean. It looks like he'll be back soon, Graham. Yeah, so it should. You know, obviously, we're a footballing podcast. We're here um, to to judge in that manner. Are we? Um, he he's cleared. He's free to play. What still? How long did he out out, out, out the game off the pitch? Cut? How was he off? Long off the pitch? Yeah. Like Eighteen months. January twenty twenty two. 
Yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as we knocked out the FA Cup, I remember all too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my son's first away game. What a game! Um, yeah, I, 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 it's a great, it's a great move for him. Um, it was going to get done. I think it's a, it's a, you know, going to Madrid, lovely city, but one of the smaller teams. And he is one of the best young forwards in world football, Scott. That talent hasn't gone anywhere. It looks like he's kept himself in shape. You know, he hasn't let himself go. He he could go there. He he could really he could blow the La Liga apart. You know how good he is, Scott, as well. The bonuses is still on. He's on loan, Scott. You know, it's going to be fascinating to see the Man United fan reaction. I mean, I know what the fan reaction will be. I think I think a lot of people can see this happen. A lot of people can see this already. That United fifteen have, goals by Christmas. Well, then... no, the, the, you know, I think United are looking at this and they're thinking we'll send him out on loan with a break clause, and then we can potentially integrate him back in if we need him. And that is not going to go down well, Graham. But I think people have made people know, and they. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And I think Old Trafford, Old Trafford, it's, it's, it's a hard sell to Old Trafford. I think I could see him back in England, but you know, I think a lot of lot of water under the bridge at Old Trafford now. It's going to be fascinating with the new owners as well, Scott, isn't it? Because they'll have a bit. If we, if that's a big if, isn't it? If we get new owners at Old Trafford, they will have a big say in it. It's going to be fascinating to see Mason Greenwood how he settles in. Um, is he the Mason? I said he could. He could light La Liga up. He really could. And he should do. Um, it's no matter what we think the situation is going to be a fascinating look. Um, if he goes there and scores twenty goals this season, um, yeah, we're going to be talking a lot more about him in the coming months. We'll be talking a lot about Mohamed Salah for the coming days. I, I think uh, just to transition on mm. to uh, the Liverpool side of things, Liverpool have turned down an offer for Mohamed Salah in the last week or so worth around 150 million pounds all in uh we reported last week that they were prepared to break a world record transfer we are two days away graham from the saudi transfer window closing is that bid going to come and how big is it going to be talks are continuing you know the first offer was a verbal one and talks have been ongoing you know i'm being told from the sources that Ali had if they didn't think there was a chance here, they wouldn't be trying. A bit like but like by Munich Palina situation, there was a real chance it didn't get happen, but there was a chink of light there. And they think there is um not a green light from FSG, but you know the door isn't completely shut on this. And it's our belief that the player wants to go, he wants to move. Um he's an absolute megastar in Arab football. And yeah, I'll hit Adam not letting this go. They're, they're desperate to get it done. And it's not, I don't, the fee isn't really an issue. And that sounds silly, Scott, because they're willing to pay whatever it takes. They're just waiting for FSG Greenlight to say, and, and the term's not a problem with Mo Salah. He's going to be the highest paid player in world football. I understand he's going to surpass or level Ronaldo's earnings at Al Nassar. That's not going to be an issue. Um, 
And, and I don't, to be honest, with this one, I don't think it is about money for Mo Salah. It is about going to Saudi Arabia, um, representing that Arab League. Like we we don't really get how big a figure he is in that in that part of the world, Scott. He really is the player. He really is that pin-up boy for all of Arab football and the Muslim community. He really is. And I just think well, the coming days are going to be key. Klopp's obviously saying the right things. He's saying what Liverpool fans want to hear, I believe. But do I think there's a section of Liverpool fans, Scott, who who realise this amount of money for a 31-year-old, who, yeah, he is at the top of the game. We can say that he's playing brilliantly. Liverpool can cope. Can Liverpool cope without him? Quite possibly. They obviously can't sign a replacement in between. <sighs> Would they anyway? Can they get I through think... six months and be okay? Yeah. I think they can because they've already got that squad depth and we, we don't doubt it. But yeah, we'll see where we go up until Thursday. And it's interesting, this deadline, the Saudi Pro League confirmed the seventh. There is a suspicion, though, that you know FIFA still have it registered as the 20th. If the Pro League were inclined, they can sign players after this date. I'm told that from a number of English clubs. They fear um, that if a, if a Saudi club will get an injury, and come and raid the Premier League again. The Saudi Pro League are insisting, so I took their word for it, they're seventh. But FIFA have them up until the 20th. So keep an eye on that. It's an interesting one, Scott, where will the Salah situation be be finished by Thursday? Hmm. Let, let's see. No, uh, they might get an extra few days, but we have to see. It's all This is all in FSG now. It's in there. The ball is in their court. If is, the, really... is Liverpool's public position... Like, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that they're not yeah. you know, telling the truth. I'm sure that they don't want to sell. Mm. But it's a different prospect when you do receive that bid, which would be a world record. And yes, Liverpool would suffer for six months. But you think of the next six years. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think it, yeah, I think it's a thing. You know, I think it's a, it's a, real, uh, it's a real thing. And I think when, when that offer does come in, I think will be a world record, Scott. We were, we were looking where we... So 220 million euros is the current record, isn't it, for Neymar? And the two, 222 million euros was at the time, 200 million pounds. Yeah, it's a bit time. different now. Yeah, we were looking where we did yeah. 190. But yeah, I think the offer will be over 200 million pounds that will come in. Once that's on the table, um, the other side have said it's coming. They said it's there. They said it's there. No, if you say we want that, they're doing it. Um. We'll see what FSG says. Is it the balls in their car? If they if they stick by this and say no, um, and we haven't got an indication yet because when we heard FSG, it's all Jurgen Klopp, isn't it, at the moment? So he's made his position clear that he doesn't want to sell. But there's a get out there for Klopp as well, isn't it, Scott? You know, if if they get a world record fee, then he can come out and say, look, world record fee for 31 year old. No one's going to blame Jurgen Klopp either. No one's going to no one's going to say, oh well, you said this last week. I think if in this case for that money. I think there's a get-out for him there as well, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it, it depends, really. I know Klopp's position on it has publicly been that he doesn't want that to happen. Uh, but, uh, like I say, when you're faced with it in reality, yeah, it might make you think twice. Just for the just for the good of, like, the club itself. I mean, yes, you. That, I suppose the counter-argument is that if they're offering this much money now, wait a year, and will the money be too much different? Mm. Yeah. If 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 they if they want him as much as they say that they do, or would you be prepared to take fifty million less in in a year's time if it means that you keep keep Salah or you know, I think these are the I think a lot of Liverpool fans and maybe Liverpool fans are listening to this pod maybe they think it's inevitable that it will happen at some point but is it the wrong time? 
Yeah, because that's it. It was there in, in as we reported on the pod and on ninety minutes already, Scott. We said from months and months ago that Pogba and, and Salah were their number one targets, number one Muslim footballers in the world, the best Muslim footballers. They want to be the figureheads of this pro league. It's only because they've got an inkling or something's happened behind the scenes that Al Ittihad think it can be done. So that's where this has come from in the first place. We know friends of Mo Salah even told, have told us on ninety minutes he's he's not that happy about what's gone on recently at the club, missed out on the captaincy. That was a big thing for him. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And um, as we're sitting here next week, Scott Camp, it's looking likely he'll stay, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay any serious money on him not going, Scott. I really wouldn't. Talking of players who are going or have gone, Spurs have managed to offload some players over the last 24 hours. Tongi and Dombele, and Davinson Sanchez have both left for Galatasaray, I believe. So, inevitably, in a few weeks' time, you'll see Ndombele turn up at Old Trafford and score a goal in the Champions League. I'm sure of it. Uh, but, yes, Ndombele is on a loan, I believe, Graham, with an option, and Davinson Sanchez is a permanent around £7 million. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the two clubs are actually arguing over how much it was. I think... Um... I suppose we're saying 15 million euros, but Galatasaray near a nine, which is always the case. I imagine that happens quite a lot in this FFP-driven climate as we're in. Um, yeah, it's Sanchez is an interesting one. You know, he was available throughout. He had a lot of talks to French clubs in the gym now, but the reason they're pushing him out is because they signed Ashley Phillips from Blackburn um, with the intent on loaning him, but he impressed that much. And I saw him at Blackburn, a very, very good young player, outstanding, 18. There's a, there's a future international there, Scott. He really is a good player. There was a clause in his contract which allowed, I believe, allowed him to get out of Blackburn for a lot cheaper than his actual worth. And he was on the bench. I was at Burnley Saturday. He was on the bench on Saturday. And so that's why Sanchez, I think, is really knows he's not um, in the mix there. And then Dombley, getting him out, yeah. yeah well, great. We, we, th- talk, we talk about like transfer fees putting pressure on players. I was looking at this yesterday. I think Davinson Sanchez costs forty-two million pounds, and Ndombele costs sixty-three million pounds. Yeah, for Tottenham, hundred million. Yeah, mad, absolutely it crazy. And it, it's one of those. I bet from a Man United point of view, that Tottenham they get they get away with it quite. Some clubs get away with it, don't they? Um, I probably because Tottenham would they ever the were title contenders under Potter a little bit, but you know. Those players were signed. And Dombele is a strange one. Isn't he? When when Tottenham got him, everyone forgets. When Tottenham got him, he was like the most wanted player in Europe mm-hmm. when yeah. they got him. Yeah, um, yeah spectacularly um, bad spell. And it's not just at Tottenham, he's gone downhill. But let's see what he can do in Turkey, Galatasaray. But this Turkish league, they're um, splashing, they're, they're making an awful lot of signs in the Premier League. They are really hoovering up some real. Out of favour Premier League players, <laughs> the ones who are on money yeah, is yeah. difficult to shift. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Um, but yeah, neither will be a huge loss. Sanchez, I thought he was okay, but yeah, he never lived up to that price tag. So uh, just on Tottenham, what if Hugo Loris, Loris, sorry, um, odd, odd situation there because they've signed a replacement. Vicario is firmly the number one, and Loris, everybody expected him to leave, mm. but he hasn't yet. Will he? I I I don't think he will at this point. Tottenham don't think he will. Tottenham think he's staying until January. Um, again, I saw Vicario on Saturday. Looked okay. I'm still not 100% convinced by him, Scott, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, if you tell me now that Hugo Lloris might be in goal for Tottenham by January, I wouldn't be hugely shocked. But, yeah, he, t- he turned down Newcastle. Newcastle came for him, in for him, actually. They were looking for some um, a body 
to help out with them for the Champions League coming up and experience campaign like him, but he's never going to go and sit on the bench in the North East, is he, for, for a mm. year? Um, but then his former club, Nice, who released Kasper Schmeichel, also made him an offer. And that's his hometown club. And he rejected that as well. I know for a fact that Tottenham found that a bit mystifying want of a better phrase and they, they thought he was going and they're not trying to force him out the club they, they've been looking for scenarios and situations for him to go so it's um they, they would have liked to have got his wages off 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 the account scott but i don't think that that they won't be too upset because he's he's, he's a good player he's a good character the carrier can learn from him as well so yeah it looks like he might stay until january Across North London, Arsenal, these two teams play each other in the not the next round of the Premier League, but the one after that should be a decent game with Tottenham looking free-flowing at the start of the season. Uh, Nicolas Pepe, Arsenal, is he going to leave another example of an expensive signing who hasn't worked out? Yes, yeah, £72 million worth. Um, he, he was, was he a record sign up until Declan Rice signed, probably? I imagine so. I'll be far off. I'm, I'm, yeah, so, um, yeah, it just didn't work out for him. For him. Again, as, as you talked about earlier in the pod, Scott, his price tag does weigh heavily on some players. He was a player who Arsenal wanted at the time. He's a player who Arsenal needed at the time. He was a good player. He always seemed a bit overpriced, but still not massively. Um, but it just didn't work out for him. I thought he's decent. He's 28 now. Surprise me. I found find out, Scott, he's he's on £250,000 a week, Nicholas Pepe, at Arsenal. He's one of their highest-paid players. So getting him off the bill, you know, Besitas has paying a nominal fee. And I'm told, actually, that Pepe is taking a, a big pay cut here just to get out, just to go. So he's, he's, he's made an awful lot of money. So he wants to play football, the Ivorian. So, um, yeah, he's going to be following his fellow Ivorian, Eric Bay, to Besiktas. Um, so they'll see a few months of him before they both head off to the African nations, which we shouldn't forget is next year. Yeah, but yeah, um, but Pepe, he's, un- he's undergone a medical. Um, it's very close to being done. Um, yeah, but all everything's on board there. He, he and he wanted to stay in Europe as well, Nicholas Pepe. He did have interest from Saudi, but he wanted to stay in Europe and play. I think they're in the conference league, aren't they? But obviously, he might not be registered in time for that um, this year. Um, have to wait till January, New Year, but. Yeah, he wants to play regular football and he should get that chance with Besiktas. Just uh, speak, speaking of, uh, it seems like the only, well, the only real notable transfer windows that are still open are Saudi Arabia and Turkey currently. Uh, also Greece, Benito, Greece as well. Don't forget Greece. Greece. As well, Greece as well, fair enough. Fair Daniel enough. Pedenza just going to um, sign. from Wolves, yeah. Having signed a new contract at Wolves as well, Scott. They, all, they never sit right, those loan deals, do they, where someone's clearly it's been not... quite common lately as well, like, yeah, to be Happened fair, a few you, deals. Yeah, you, you maintain the value, and that's just the 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 system that the clubs work to. So it's yeah, it's commonplace. Do you want? I often think in a lot of cases, do you want to maintain the value? Because are you just going to be, or are you just going to be maintaining a value that you can't extract? I think it's a gamble. The, the gamble the take. So in Podence's case, they're hoping he goes there as twenty goal contributions, and suddenly the value goes up. João Felix at Atletico Madrid and Barca. Similar situation. Atletico hoping he goes to Barca is the best player in La Liga and suddenly they might get the money back for him. We talk about transfer windows that are open. Arsenal have been had some interest in I know you're you're pretty well versed in this story, Bitello, young Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Uh interest from elsewhere. Arsenal have not got him. Who could? 
will he? Yeah, move? Is it, yeah. Um, you better read about his turn piece today. He, he's a player. You no, know I do liked. He just, I think, there are other things on on the agenda. But he would, he still likes him a lot. I think it's one to watch for January if he doesn't go elsewhere, because um, it's our understanding there is interest from Turkey and Saudi Arabia in Batello. A player who came from not from not from nowhere, but really became, emerged as a, a real real player. Um, and obviously, Eddie, Eddie was was on the ball with this. The rejected offers we believe from Feyenoord and Monaco during the window official bids, but the manager um, Renato is he's called. Um, he revealed yesterday that he was left out the weekend's team. Talk about injuries. And then he actually prompted the press. It wasn't a question. He he reminded the press that some transfer windows are still open. So he was dropping some real crumbs there to suggest that Bitello might not have been playing because he is a target elsewhere. So it's one that I think Arsenal fans will follow, will follow for them on their behalf. We'll track this down and see where it's at. Um, but yeah, they could... I'm I'm surprised we haven't and Joe you know Scott, I do wonder if this is a Saudi the Saudis coming in here. I suspect, and this is something the, the Europe and the Premier League are fearing, that the Saudis start picking off very good Brazilian players from straight from Brazilian league. So it'll be interesting to see who it is in Fibatello. If it is the Saudis, need to keep an eye on that. Let's round off with a couple of uh players who are either at PSG or have just left PSG. Let's do Marco Verratti to start with. Is he... What's the situation with him currently? Yeah, well, league, we haven't... One of the few leagues we haven't mentioned, Qatar. The Qatar window is still open, Scott. <laughs> um, Al-Arabi, yeah. Verratti's just... You know, Verratti's in the same camp as... He was very good friends with Neymar and Messi, and we've seen quotes from Neymar in the last, two, last 48 hours, haven't we? Saying how how good it was, but it, it turned paraphrasing turned poisonous in Paris, didn't it? And he had to get out. As we know, we talked about it in the summer. Verratti wasn't happy about the treatment of these guys, and I think he really does want out now. Um, he had a real strong relationship with the fans as well, but I don't. From what we've been told, I'm being told, Scott Luis Enrique wants to keep him. He doesn't want to lose Verratti. Thinks he's really important. It's, I think the ball's in Verratti's camp now. If he really pushes for Al-Arabi, I think he will go. And they're willing to pay around $50 million for him. So that's probably about right for PSG, what they want. PSG, for their part, not really standing his way. But next few next few days will be key for this. I think Enrique's talked to him over the weekend. There's some quotes come out from Luis Enrique saying it's going to stay private as to what we talked about. But clearly he's a player he likes. He wants him, and yeah, I think next few days will be really telling for this. Um, Luis Enrique wants to stay, but it's up to Verratti now. If he really, really wants out, I think he'll get his move, but we'll see what he wants to do in the coming days. Let's finish with a relatively nice story, I suppose. Sergio Ramos has left PSG and assigned for a new club. He had interest, or is it right to say that he was offered to the likes of Manchester United? Uh, Chelsea, Bayern Munich. I'm sure there was an option on the table potentially for him to go to and take the money. Um, but he's ended up back at Sevilla where it all began. So slightly, yeah. that's a nice end to the show. It is. Al- Alita had made him an offer, turned down Saudi. Yeah, he was offered, um, I think this was a few weeks ago now, but you could see it, couldn't you? Maybe if he, you know, if, if Maguire had left, United needed someone. You could see him as a short-term option. I mean, I'm um, surprised that United signed Johnny Evans over Sergio Ramos. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, 
Interesting. Um, but but I think Ramos as well in his old days could have played right back, couldn't he? He started the right back, didn't he, Ramos? He did, yeah, he did. I won't forget that. Um, yeah, and Bayern obviously they didn't get the defender in that they wanted. I, I could, could have seen him at Bayern, you know, I could have seen him Bayern filling that role. Um, and Chelsea, obviously, everyone gets offered to Chelsea as we know they're interested in everyone, so um. It's not surprising, not surprising to see he was offered there, but he didn't want to hang around really. And so this offer comes from Seville. Victor Arthur getting the deal done. Now he's in charge at Seville. Yeah, and that is a nice, a nice, nice storyline. Someone not really following the money um, for once. But then, to be fair, Sergio Ramos having after his PSG spell probably doesn't need to follow the money too. That much. is a very good point, actually. Yeah, <laughs> good point to finish on. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it from us. I think. As it stands, I think we'll do we'll go weekly for now, unless something significant happens. Maybe we'll jump on uh, in well later on in the week. Maybe, maybe yeah, if that, if that world record transfer happens, maybe yeah, it might, might maybe, be worthwhile one if if a Britain maybe. World but yeah, I think we're gonna just through the through the weeks ahead, maybe just drop back to once a week, given it's gonna slow down a little bit. I'm sure there's clubs out there who are planning for January and planning for next summer, looking at the squad that they have try maybe planning ahead for what they want to do in the future transfer windows to come. Uh, but yes, that's from me and Graham talking transfers. Please subscribe on all your major podcast platforms and follow us on social media as well at double underscore Scott Saunders at Graham Bailey and follow us on or visit nightmin.com and nightmin.com forward slash talking transfers for all the latest transfer news, which will inevitably continue. Uh, we will Re- maybe reevaluate our position and have a wider look and maybe try and dig into some stories about what clubs are planning on for the future if not the immediate future maybe the short to longer term future and at nightmin underscore football for all the latest on our social media channels as well uh graham thank you very much as ever for your presence on the podcast and uh, i've been scott thanks everyone for listening to another talking transfers we'll see you soon everyone Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.